Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Discover You. We are your hosts. I am Coach Ant, joined as always with the phenomenal coach, Ashley Harriet Hill. What's going on, Ashley? Yo, what's happening? Hey, hey, I heard you're in the Bay Area. How's that treating you so far? Oh, man, the Bay with Bay is great. <laughs> and I'm Go ahead telling. and give a... Go ahead and give a shout out to all the people that you have uh, seen so far, your Breathe University community and man, anybody else that you uh, you've seen thus far. Who's you seen? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's Mr. T. Relly, of course, hey. you know, hit a hit a couple of gym workouts with him. Yep. 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 And then uh, Miss Ashlyn Cole Let's with go. The million with dollar voice. The million dollar voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, by the time this dropped, I will be. I will have seen the infamous, the man, the myth, the legend, the infamous Ooh. Coach Anthony Maximus Manalo. I'm digging those vibes. I'm absolutely digging those vibes. Yeah, yeah and I'm gonna... and I'm I'm mad. Yeah, I was about to say, and I'm mad. At you. I'm already in the future speaking about my my feelings and how I'm about to feel. I'm mad at you <laughs> uh, because we did this Mission Peak hike. Yeah. Oh man. That thing is no joke, especially at the, the top of the mountain. I'm telling you, they put in all these rocks to make it more steep. It's like in their brain, they're like, how are we going to ch- challenge and voluntold Man. coaches, coach Ash's legs to grow? Right. Man. They, they did just that. Like, Let's put some rocks there. They Let's did put that. some rocks there for it. <laughs> <laughs> they did that. You know, I was actually at the gym today and then uh, I was asking myself, it's like, man, is it possible for me to put off this leg workout until like Thursday or like Friday or something like that? And which one I'm like, no, like I can't do that. I'm not going to do that to myself. Have like this intense leg workout followed by climbing up this mountain. That's just going to be torturous at that point. Yeah. Right? So I have to strategize a little bit. Yeah. I actually would have switched the the workout. I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to do this intense leg workout. Let me go ahead and, you know, switch it up. But that's because I just, I'll be in my head, cre- like with the finesse and like creating, yeah. creating more uh, challenges yeah. than necessary. You know that's what? Fair. I was thinking about it too. It's like from the finesse perspective, because you know, we sweet when it comes to the finesse, right? Too I sweet. was like, I'm going to convince myself that, man, Mission Peak was such a good workout that I don't need to have an intense workout, like an intense yeah. leg workout. Like yeah. that was the finesse that I could like, I could feel it, it was like creeping up. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let me get this out of the way. I'll be done with it. So come Friday, like, boom, it's going to be, I don't want to say yeah. easy hike, but it's going to be more bearable for sure. Yeah. You'll be more prepared for real. That's, That's it. What's up. Yeah. That's I'm it. I'm going to walk it. after this. Oh, let's go. Let's go. It's beautiful outside, by the I way. I know. If you get me out by the before the sun goes down, we'll see. Because wait, <laughs> I, I'm trying to tell you guys, when Coach Ant gets on here and he doesn't have a hard stop, he be all up in his eye, just want to, you know, fly across the world. And we just be chilling yeah. and hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing is, though? Man, that, that high eye boy, I'm starting to realize, I'm, I'm starting to make a... I'm going to keep the high eye boy, but I want to add a little bit more order into it. You know, I'm going to start introducing a a few more studies, like some authors, some case studies, things of that nature, just because, man, not everybody speaks this beautiful high eye language. You you like how I put that beautiful in front of it, because 
I'm biased. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit biased towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But some people speak studies. They need to hear like this case study in this journal or this author, whatever it may be. And they just like it. So I'm, yeah, when, I'm here for when the you people. when you think about the amount of people, you know, percentage wise that actually speak your language when you're talking to, you know, the behaviors and the tendencies of a high eye, yep, like yep. that's 70 percent of the people that aren't that. And so you Facts. really have to be intentional and identify the most effective way to communicate to other people that you're around. Oh, that's super important. Yeah, we definitely want to have something for everybody. You know, for the high Ds, we're going to have like that very direct like action step at the very end. Like the high eyes, we're over here. We're over here. He, 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 ha, ha. And at the very start, you know, we're going to throw in some case studies, speak to the C's a little bit for sure. And, you know, to the S's, we just here for you. We care about you. Yeah, we, we support you. you. Yeah. We're, we're we here to serve you. you. We are yeah. here to serve you. Yeah. Go Absolutely. ahead and... uh. You don't have to serve the day. We're going to serve you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's super dope. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into it. So the quote that I have from today, it actually comes from Maya Angelou. And the quote is, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. Right? I'm going to read it one more time. I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh. They're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out, Maya Angelou. And if y'all don't know, she's actually a very famous author. And she's, she's an amazing writer and she's been, um, she has multiple quotes and she's, she's impeccable, right? And she's, she, again, she's written 11 books, so she has to be doing something right. But she's experiencing something called imposter syndrome. You know, the definition of imposter syndrome that I pulled from an article is individuals who have the imposter syndrome have an inability, so an inability to internalize their achievements, and they live in fear of being exposed as a fraud, right? Inability to internalize their achievements and live in fear of being exposed as a fraud. So Coach Ash, just hearing that definition, what are some thoughts that you have around this imposter syndrome and then we can hop into overcoming imposter syndrome in a bit. Yeah, man. Uh, initially I think about, you know, going back to authenticity and, you know, that's the theme that we have for the month of April. And so, um, you know, just identifying how you can be your most true and authentic self. You know, last week we talked about removing masks and, you know, what that might look like to actually be true to your word, be true to yourself and, you know, who you're looking to become. And I think that uh, what's interesting is that oftentimes we we don't necessarily know, you know, what our dreams are, what our, our purpose is, what our our lane is, what our drive is. And I feel like, you know, not having that clarity can also impact or influence when you're experiencing, or you may be experiencing, you know, not feeling like your true authentic self or, you know, experiencing uh, some form of imposter syndrome. And so I think it oftentimes it comes back to, you know, having that clarity of, knowing what your purpose is, knowing, you know, things that are good at, that you're good at, or things that may come easy to you, but are more difficult for other people. And, uh, you know, essentially that, that self-awareness. 
Man, that's super good. And I love how you went straight to the, you went straight to the cure. You know, you went straight to overcoming imposter syndrome of understanding purpose, understanding who you are, what you're gifted at, your behavioral tendencies and the behavioral tendencies that come supernaturally to you opposed to things that don't, you know, I want to, I want to rewind it back just a little bit. And then I just want to give this statistic because I did a little bit of research and then um, in the Journal of Behavioral Sciences in an article called The Imposter Phenomenon, what they found was nearly 70%, right? Let me reemphasize that, that percentage. Nearly 70% of all people will experience a case of imposter phenomenon, aka imposter syndrome, in their life, right? 70%. Are you yeah. surprised about that statistic? Um, no. I mean, like, I'm surprised because, like, oh, man, that's, like, a high a high number of people um but at the same time I'm not and like when I'm thinking about it I feel like for a long time especially out in America we've been conditioned to think that things man we were just talking about this with Peter we've been conditioned to think that things are supposed to be a certain way you're supposed to go to school you're supposed to get an education you're supposed to get a job you're supposed to get married you're supposed to have kids like all these things that we've been you know fed and conditioned to where um you know going against that is like oh my goodness you know what are you doing and so I feel like a lot of times people aren't able to truly find themselves until they actually identify what is for them. And sometimes identifying what it what is for them can be going against the grain. It can be doing something completely different, which can be very challenging. And so a lot of times it's easier to go with the current than swim against the current. One more time. A lot of times it's easier for us to go with the current, go with what we've been conditioned to think, go with, you know, how we've been conditioned to uh, to think and how we've been brought up versus identifying our true and authentic path and, you know, what is meant for us or what feels good to us or what is right for us. Man, that was so good. And I love how you just a, a quick quick piece right here i love how when you repeated it it just got so much clearer <laughs> like you you probably didn't notice it but when you repeated that that statement right yeah. we were conditioned to think or con conditioned to think dot 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 a certain way yeah it got yeah. so much clearer when you said that a second time that was sweet um and just to add on to what you're saying i think it's a little bit trickier when we're younger to think right because we're I think the schooling system or a decent amount of it tells you what to think instead of teaching you how to think. Uh, so then there's also another, there's a, a famous quote and then a few different individuals have been, um, they've been given credit for it, including Thomas Jefferson, but 95% of people don't think, right? 3% of people think that they think and then 2% of people, they uh -huh. actually think. You know, when, I, when I'm looking at like that statistic, I think it's a little bit trickier because the American dream, it's not so much like everybody's dreams, like kind of what was prescribed and, and the things that people are supposed to do. Um, go to, go to good, go to, again, like this is just the way that it's quote unquote supposed to be, but go to school, go to, go to school, get good grades, get good grades, go to good college, go to good college, go get a good job, go get a good job, um, get married, get married, have kids, have kids, like, and then 
have raised them, go retire, and then from 65 beyond, right? Retire at 65, then beyond, like, you're set. Like, that's when you start living your life type of thing. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, man, there's somebody in my life right now, and I'm, I'm just impressed by this individual. You're actually going to meet her this upcoming Friday, but she took the entrepreneurial route. Like, she was going to, she was going to school, and she just started crushing it in her business, right? And when I say crushing, she's like absolutely crushing. I'm like, I'm looking at like, she's actually doing it. She's like delegating things off. She's running a business because she's delegating things off, right? So she's working on the business instead of yeah. inside the business. Yeah. And nowhere does it say like, yo, this is the route to take, right? Yeah. Nobody says like, go be an entrepreneur, except for yeah. the, the entrepreneurs who have made it. Like, yo, <laughs> this life is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's that's like you said that's that's goes against the traditional, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And so you know, getting back to that imposter syndrome, like if you never really thought or believed that this is for you, and you know, ultimately it is, but you're constantly fighting against that. And even when I'm thinking back to you know from the disperspective uh, for myself, with having especially at this time having the the tendencies and behaviors of a high s uh, a high i high s personality it was really the constant seeking affirmation from other people to where it's like I don't even know if I can I couldn't fully commit to what I was supposed to commit to because I was worried about or I was seeking the affirmation of other people and what they thought about what it is that I was supposed to do which is crazy that definitely is crazy. I know you're speaking from the, the high eye perspective, but uh, imposter syndrome affects all behavioral styles, you know, because at this point, it's something that's psychological. Um, and just thinking about a certain certain few things, if a person is a high C, if they have imposter syndrome, they may turn on their super, they may turn into a super perfectionist, mm -hmm. right, where they're going to take a look and they're going to try to achieve and then overachieve. And then if they miss a portion, then they're going to discredit everything that they have done. Let's just say it's like an, just using numbers for perspective, like a grade, like they get 95%. But they since they didn't get 100, they're going to discredit 95. Like, oh, I could have done more. I could have done more. And I think there's a healthy level of that, right? Like there's growth mindsets. You can, there's always the next level to improve to. But there's a fine line between that. There's a I can, there's the next level I can grow to, to the mm -hmm. point where it's, you can't even acknowledge the fact that you were victorious or there was a lesson or it's, Yo. again, going back to the definition, right, of not being able to internalize the achievements and not being able to enjoy the journey that the person is on. Yo, real quick too, before I lose this thought, um, what I was, um, I was studying one of the trainings that um moose did on emotional intelligence and he was talking about how with his high c behavior and tendency um he wouldn't necessarily speak up or say something if he didn't have all the data if he didn't have all the facts and so with the opposite of that as far as like being doubtful because you don't have everything because everything is not perfect and you don't know the answer and not not sharing, you know, that you feel like something is wrong just because you don't know what the right answer is and working through that to know that you can say, hey, I feel like something is wrong, but I don't have the answer. 
and and you know being able to to bridge that gap and identify you know how that that maturity piece of being able to be self-aware to where you can actually communicate that yeah i think that's really good and just going off of that um that the idea that you just shared some symptoms or some ways that imposter syndrome may manifest itself is um i think we already touched base on one of them it's kind of like that perfectionism mentality and you just touch base on um maybe not starting something you know because they don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. and they may have the thought process like i may not be able to achieve this because not everything is perfect it may also show up as meekness right and that's m-e-e-k-n-e-s-s meekness where it's maybe they are a very confident individual but they start talking themselves out of their confidence it's like oh but I was confident, but somebody else is really confident here. So I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. or even along the lines of over perfection, over perfection, they could be overcompensating, you know, maybe they don't know the answer. So they're just going to throw out everything out there and just hope something sticks in that moment because they don't feel adequate in that moment to even say along the lines of what you shared, what we heard from Moose is, I don't know the answer, yeah. but let me do some yeah. research and yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, for sure. For sure. Um, so let's go ahead and touch on the uh, like how to overcome it. I know I unintentionally shared that in the beginning. No, you are absolutely good. <laughs> you want to add to it? You are absolutely good. You know, and just to recap what you shared um, in the beginning, what Coach Ash said was, and I think this is key and something really important to take away, is the idea to understand where you are going. Like, what do you want? What do you want to achieve? What are you good at? Um, it's really hard to actually say that you hit a milestone to uh, receive an achievement or acknowledge an achievement if you don't know what you're looking to achieve. You know, for some people, again, I've used this example before, but if a person has been down and out for the past two days and they just got out of bed and brushed their teeth, like that could be an achievement, like getting back into the routine versus other people. Hey, maybe they, they don't have that problem, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, identifying the, uh, the steps, the baby steps, the big steps, you know, whatever that might look like for you to be able to get you closer to, you know, your, your true natural and authentic. So. Um, and then the second portion, then this is the piece that I want to add. I did some research and did some research. And then I pulled this from time magazine from the article imposter syndrome is real here's how to deal with it. You know, one of the important things is it extends off of self-awareness as well as emotional intelligence. You have to be aware and self-aware of the times when you are feeling like an imposter in that moment, you know, and I remember so clearly and vividly, I went to, I went to Monterey and then in Monterey, we went to this nice restaurant. We were there um, as leaders um, I was there with my church, at which point I was sitting inside of a restaurant. I'm like, oh, sheesh, I don't belong here. Like, this place is way too nice. Like, this is like an upscale thing. I was like dressed down. We were all dressed down. Um, but we had money. I was just like, shoot, I don't I don't feel like I belong here. I didn't know yeah. what it was at the time. Right. But that was a case of imposter syndrome. I couldn't identify, but I'm like, man, I don't like this. Mm. If a person can't even identify slash acknowledge it. It's a little bit tougher to again acknowledge the fact that it's happening in that moment yeah yeah and so what do you think that like how were you able to then recognize it at what point 
were you able to look back and say and like and identify like hey this is what this was and kind of process those thoughts and emotions towards it oh man that's been an ongoing that's been ongoing but i think one of the big moments was when i started to study and get into emotional intelligence slash think about my thoughts right because your thoughts are going to come from somewhere and then if you can start to pinpoint like the thought and then start to trace it back just a bit, like where did that come from? Why am I thinking like that? Is, it, are the, is there something else going on that's just maybe triggering that thought in my mind? Yeah. Um, that's game changing. Again, if I'm going with a, a doctrine analogy and you can't cure what you can't diagnose. Like if you can't put a name on the disease, you won't yeah. know what medicine to give that disease. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, man. No, that's big. That's big. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, man, do you want to throw anything in there? I have one more thing that I want to throw in there. I, th I think this is going to speak to the high eyes. Yeah, man. I want to say, uh, man, shout out to you and all this uh, research you have provided <laughs> for our podcast listeners hey, and hey, myself. Hey. I know. I appreciate it. I just showed up, y'all. Like, I just was like, all right, what are we talking about today? Okay, cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Coach Ant has the facts. Let's he go. has the data to support it. And uh, I love go. it. That's all I Let's wanted to go. say. Let's go. Um, something else that I found within the same article in Time Magazine is it expressed that you can, sh you, it may be beneficial to share what you're feeling slash thinking with close friends slash mentor figures, you know, and as I'm thinking about, and that's, that's how it, time magazine delivered it. But because we're giving you guys this value, we want to just like, we want to open this up using the this perspective, right? Because expressing these types of things, and I'm looking at it from the eye perspective, we can just break it down from here. Right. But from the eye perspective, yo, if an eye is super optimistic, right. They're very inspiring. Sometimes it's difficult to even acknowledge that, man, life isn't sunshine and rainbows right now, or like to take off the optimistic lens and just put on the realistic lens from time to time. Uh -huh. You know, they may just try to say along the lines of, oh, I'm not good enough, but I can improve. Right. But that I'm not good enough, like that thing needs to be addressed and taken for what it was, which is a thought in that moment. Uh -huh. um, man. Optimism is good, but sometimes we can put those lenses on that's going to blind, those rosy lenses on us that's going to blind us. Yeah, yeah, not nah, for sure. And um, I think that's why it's good to be able to, you know, have people around you in your environment, in your network that are going to be able to, or even, you know, working with the coach going to be able to help you, you know, have that balance of, you know, what's optimism and what's, you know, uh, reality or yeah. just that, that caution and that hesitation and not that's good pushing it away. Cause I know for sure, like, that's how I used to be when it came to just, you know, super high, positive, super optimistic. And when I'm in a situation where there are people around me that are like questioning, you know yeah. what it is that like just whatever the negative. process or yeah. you know yeah it's like yeah like what do you mean <laughs> and you know it's not that they are trying to be negative but for them they're identifying you know the balance of like okay yeah that's great it could go that way but what happens if it goes this way that's and good. so just having that that's preparation good. uh for that is important yeah that's super good 
Um, and I just want to extend this to the S's too, just in reference to um, expressing it to a mentor, to a close friend, some the thoughts slash feelings that you're expressing. To my high S's, like, I think y'all would be experiencing, and I can't say that there's a certain behavioral style that's not going to experience this. No, I think it goes a little bit deeper than that. But just from my understanding and studies from the S, the S experiences this a ton, right? Like, oh, I, I didn't contribute anything, or it's like, man, my role is not that important, or man, if even if they receive credit, they may not receive credit, which uh-huh. is a sim symptom sim, symptomatic of the imposter syndrome. But you need to get those great people around you, the people that are going to listen to you um, and open up the space for your thoughts, for your feelings, just so you're able to express it, you know, and that's been game changing, at least from the people that I've worked with. Once they're able to do that, it's not so much them just pouring out into everybody and then people pouring like just dumping whatever challenges, struggles on them for them to handle it. But it's like them to unload some of that somewhere you know whether it's conversations and whatnot yeah no definitely being able to you know intentionally uplift and support them in ways that they do uh, to reciprocate that that's it yeah that's that's exactly it right so man do you have anything else before i do a quick recap nope nope Dope, dope. So y'all, just as a quick recap from this podcast, imposter syndrome is something that a bunch of people go through. 70, 70% of the population will go through at a single point in their life. And it's just characterized by the characterized and defined by the in, inability to internalize their achievements and live in a fear of being exposed as a fraud. Some things that you can do about it, right? And then just a quick recap about the prescription, the things you can do about it. First, get very clear cut. And Coach Ash shared this one. This one is phenomenal. Get extremely clear cut on what you're trying to achieve. Get extremely clear cut on your purpose, what you're good at, and be able to have those milestones slash trackables along the way. Number two is increase emotional intelligence. You have to become aware of the thoughts, the imposter syndrome thoughts. And then once those things arise, acknowledge it take a breath and let it go. Don't go chasing after it. You're not trying to argue with it, but it's just acknowledgement of it helps that thing to flee. And the last portion is get some great people in your life, people that you're able to express your thoughts and your feelings to, and that can help aid in that situation, especially since they'll be able to see things objectively instead of being in the situation emotionally. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And if you guys don't have anybody like that in your circle, go ahead and reach out to us. Uh, go ahead, Coach Ant. Let them know uh, how they can contact you. Oh, man, let's go. You can reach me at Coach. Man, I'm, I'm about to throw that Coach Ant in there. Ant at myexecutioncoach.com. And Coach Ash, where can they reach you? At uh, Coach Ash at winning-the-number-one.com. Hey, let's go, Coach Ash, man. This has been a phenomenal. I've, I had a ton of fun recording this podcast. So y'all, without any further ado, let's go. Let's grow. Blessings on blessings and let's win. Let's win. We'll see y'all next week.